Hello, my name's Jonathan Self and I'm the founder of Honey's Real Dog Food. Honey's was delighted to provide the funding for this podcast. One of the big takeaways from the Dog Nutrition Podcast was how important it is for us to properly engage with dogs' diets. It's imperative that we have a good understanding of exactly where their food is coming from. With this in mind, we thought it would be a good idea to speak to a raw food producer and learn a little bit more about their business, their values, and of course, their dog food. My name's Jonathan Self. I'm the founder of Honey's Real Dog Food. As you would expect for someone who loves dogs, we have rather a lot of dogs in our home. At the moment, we've only got two. We've got Elsa and Cosmo, but we also foster dogs. So there's a kind of moving um, dog population that comes and goes. My wife says that uh, I'm only allowed to have a maximum of three live-in dogs, but she puts no limit on the number of foster dogs, thank heavens. So um, we lead a rather doggy life, to be honest. Um, Our furniture does not look that great. I started raw feeding about um, 20 years ago on the advice of my vet. And at the time I had about, I suppose I had about 10 or 11 dogs in the house, maybe three or four of my own and the rest were foster dogs. And I was uh, farming, so I made up my own food, um, often using uh, meat from the farm, you know, predominantly chicken and lamb and goat. And I was also making food for my friends and and neighbours as well. And then someone told me that the best way to clear land organically was to get pigs. So I bought a herd of 20 pigs and it turned out they weren't practising safe sex. And suddenly I had 120 piglets to look after. And I absolutely fell in love with the piglets and I was playing soccer with them. And I could could never get them to, to learn the offside rule, but I was playing soccer with them and putting suntan lotion on them during the summer and everything and I I suddenly found that I could no longer kill kill them I I just hated the idea of slaughtering them so I gave up eating meat and I stopped wanting to handle meat and I started to look around to see if I could find someone else to make make my dog food for me someone who cared about farm animal welfare and when I couldn't I started honeys so it really started entirely by accident the same vet who had initially advised me to feed raw who's a chap called Tom Farrington, uh, did a lot of formulas for us. So he worked out uh, all our different recipes for us, making sure that we were providing the dogs with the correct nutrition, which is terrifically important. He was also the one who said the higher the quality of the meat you use, the better the nutrition. So he really urged us to be using organic and wild meat and free range meat, which we would have been doing anyway from a um, farm animal welfare point of view. But he he really stressed that 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 will give the dogs a higher sort of and better nutrition. And then, of course, from a practical point of view, we had to work out how to make it when you're making something at home for 20 or 30 dogs is very different to when you start making it for a few hundred dogs. So we had to discover all about the different equipment we'd need and how to package it in the most environmental way. In the end, we found an old disused um, smoked salmon factory. So we set up there and initially we bought all of our ingredients from us, uh, from local farmers. We wanted to keep dog food miles down to an absolute minimum. But as the, as the business expanded and we needed more than we could find locally, we began to stretch out. But all, all our uh, meat comes from British farmers. It's always fresh. It's always suitable for human consumption. And um, that's really been the sort of honey's way ever since. We've now been going, we sort of started 2008, 2009. So it's been, been that way ever since, really. Honeys were really at the start of the raw feeding movement. But since then, the industry has changed quite dramatically. Well, in 2008, we were very much the outliers. I think there were probably three or four companies in the UK who were offering raw dog food on a commercial basis. The last time I counted, there were over 100. 
So what really started as a very alternative movement, always suggested to um, patients really by holistic vets and frowned upon by the conventional, uh, traditional veterinary and canine world, has become mainstream. So probably now there's between 10 and 20% of all dogs have, have had some experience with raw feeding. And so the industry has changed. It's changed from being really minority to, to coming into mainstream. I think the growth in popularity for raw food is driven by dogs. I think dogs, you know, almost all dogs, I say there's a tiny percentage who look at it and think, what's this? But the 99 out of 100 dogs, as soon as they're given raw food, are unbelievably delighted by the change of diet. They've been fed up with having kibble day after day or canned food day after day. Suddenly they've got something that's got lots of flavour in it and meets their nutritional needs. So I think it's being driven by, by dogs first, because once they start eating it, they want to keep eating it. And of course, they look and are healthier and happier on it. So that's um, their human companions are thinking, okay, this is the right thing. So I think it's very much a kind of dog, human companion driven growth. And I think that the fact that there are so many people producing it now, and that the number of dogs experiencing it is all because people are recommending it to each other and, and businesses are then springing up to meet the demand. So I think that's what's driving it. And that's why I feel it's unstoppable. Now, like I said at the start of this episode, we are all aware of how important it is for us to know exactly where our food is coming from. One of the main purposes of this interview is to lift the curtain on a company's production process. When it comes to something like kibble, the details of this process are particularly guarded. So I asked Jonathan to let us know exactly how honey's food is made. First of all, I can actually tell you what goes on in a large kibble factory, which is that they are buying, uh, they'll have a huge area where they buy in and take delivery of um, meat that is un generally unsuitable for human consumption. So it'll be byproducts uh, largely. It'll be things like hooves and ears and tails and uh, testicles and so forth. And they'll, um, so they, they take all those ingredients in and they then render them in huge vats about the size of semi-detached houses. And they bring those up to boiling uh, level and they, and they create a sort of grey goop is the only way to describe it. I've seen the process so I'm, I'm describing something I've witnessed. So that then has to be turned from that into either meaty chunks in a can or into kibble and if it's being turned into kibble they extrude it so that it becomes um, little kibble shapes which get toasted and in addition to adding preservatives they add colourants in, in, into it and then they uh, ultimately with kibble they often then spray it with fat in order to make it more palatable so they, they might use old fish and chip fat for example to spray it across the top so that's how the kibble is made the the tinned meat that you get is not really meat it's this gray goop that's then been um, formed into sort of what looks like meaty chunks and gravy so that that's what goes on with most processed manufactured food honeys is very different our different suppliers so for example say our chickens which are coming up from a farm in devon at the moment called creedy carver where they're all living outdoor lives um, so Creedy Carver will send their van up with their chicken carcasses all ready for us and we will, if we're making a chicken recipe, they'll go into a giant mincer, a bit like the sort of mincers people used to have at home. It's about the size of a skip so all the carcasses go in and we have a, a special plate on that so that the um, bone, when it's ground, so that none of the bone is more than about five millimetres in size so that means it's completely safe. The dog is getting the bone in, it, in his 
or her diet, but there's, you don't necessarily have to have a bone lying around the house, which some people don't like. And then we also um, grind the vegetables. So again, from our local farmers, we're buying in vegetables. A lot of our vegetables are actually grown for us just up the road. They're washed and they're ground up and the two are mixed together. And then we put the mixture into our, our special packing machine, which is a bit like a sausage machine. They come out looking like a sausage um, with a sort of clip at each end in a, in a piece of casing. So it's a, a really simple process. We add no supplements because we believe that nutrition should come from the food itself. And um, more than one customer has um, decanted it and left it in a bowl in the fridge and then written to us to say that um, their husband or wife has used it to make a bolognese sauce or something without realising that it was the dog food. So that'll give you a feel for, for kind of what it looks like. At the core of Jonathan's business is high quality ingredients. This ensures that no nutrients need to be added through supplementation. But how does Jonathan guarantee that the meat he's using is really the highest quality? Well, I really believe in certification and using third parties to audit and make sure that anybody you're using is it really is doing what they say they're doing. So we're certified organic. So obviously all the organic food we use comes from other um, certified organic uh, producers. We're members of an organisation called Pastures for Life, and that ensures they again audit all their producers to make sure that their producers are genuinely leaving their, their animals outside. And what wild meat comes from gamekeepers. So that's the first way we do it. And then the second way we do it is we actually visit all our producers. And we don't visit every single farm, but we, we try and visit all our producers to actually make sure that we can see what they're doing for ourselves. And that's as much for the farm animal welfare standard as it is uh, for anything else, we like to see that they're treating their animals well. And we also visit the abattoirs as well to make sure that uh, the waiting time is kept down to a minimum and the animals are um, in and out as quickly as possible and the people working there are respectful. And we've rejected both farmers and abattoirs over the years um, because they didn't meet our standards. So um, that's, that's, that's really the programme for us. And it's pretty, pretty time-consuming, but um, it means that we can say hand on heart. When we say something is wild or it's organic, we can say hand on heart it is. The better the quality of the ingredients you use, obviously, the more it's going to cost you. Against that, I think you have to weigh the benefits, which is it's got a higher nutritional value. And of course, if your dog is healthier, then although you can't count on it, but you should also have lower vet bills. And I think people often look at the cost of raw meat and think it's very expensive without really realising how much they're spending every week on their other alternative dog foods. Because you're you know, maybe adding a can here and a can there, you're not adding it up. But if you look at the actual price, a good quality raw food is not that much more expensive. And it's actually cheaper than some of the high-end so-called scientific kibbles. They actually would be much more expensive than raw food. So yes, anything of quality is a bit more expensive. But at Honey's, where we're using the highest quality ingredients, what we always say is that if you can buy the same ingredients that we're using for less, we'll refund the difference. And in all the years we've been making it, no one has, has managed that because we're obviously buying straight from the farm gate. So we, we're actually able to pass that saving on to our customers. And also we don't sell through retailers, so we don't have to add on um, the margin for retail. That helps us to keep the prices down. Jonathan outlined some principles that are fundamental to his business. Quality animal welfare and a fair price. But something that he believes makes him truly unique from other food producers is Honey's approach to education. We'll happily teach anyone who approaches us how to make their own dog food. Um, so you don't have to even pretend to become a customer. Uh, if you ring up or if you email us or write to us, we'll provide you with all the advice you need, recipes, tips, even how to get the ingredients, where to get the ingredients. So that, I think that does make us pretty unusual. But what concerns us most is 
the dog's welfare rather than anything else because we didn't really start it as a business and we don't have that ethos where we're trying to make money all the time and by the way if you contact us you can also take advantage of our healthcare team we've got um in-house vets and vet nurses and nutritionists and they're more than happy to help with providing uh, diets for dogs who maybe aren't that well or a little bit overweight or elderly or puppies uh, and there are some dogs that shouldn't be eating a raw food diet so again we can advise on that it's, if a dog has for example just had surgery or is suffering from certain diseases a raw food diet would be a disaster so we can advise on what to do there but we also do quite a bit of research we invested in a two-year pro uh, sort of survey slash um, research program which we called raw proof which was all about proving the benefits of, of raw feeding and at the moment we're working with um, half a dozen vets on a new research program which is all about diet and longevity so yeah education is really a lot of what we're what we're doing and what we're about yeah it goes well beyond making dog food you know really it goes well beyond making dog food in line with his philosophy of educating not only as customers but the dog loving public in general i asked him how someone would go about making their own raw dog food at home it's a piece of cake to make your own raw dog food. A good diet is made up of three ingredients, raw meat, raw bone and raw vegetable. They're all ingredients that are readily available. You know, people disagree as to the exact proportions, but I would always say a third of each is about right. And if you're giving a dog a natural diet and the dog is healthy, you don't actually have to worry too much about is there enough taurine in it or phosphorus or whatever you know the different minerals because it's naturally this is a natural diet so that you can be assured that it's there and you can also be assured that it's bioavailable because when you start to add supplements different vitamins and so on you can't always be certain that the body is able to absorb them so a good natural diet is really easy to prepare the reason people don't do it is well like myself we have a lot of people who are vegetarian and vegan and they don't want to do it and we have other people who are busy and you know you have to go out and get the ingredients and make up the food and that does take time and I suppose if you're busy then you know you don't want to do that and so it is it's convenience that I think people come to us um, and also of course they can be reassured that they know that the quality of the ingredients is good. When it comes to marketing Honey relies entirely on word of mouth from happy customers. We would never pay anybody to recommend us I think if someone wants to recommend us it's because they feel we're really offering something good it's always been our principle never to never really to do any advertising we do a little bit of charity advertising and sponsorship of of you know not-for-profits but we feel that customers who come by word of mouth or who are referred by a vet it's, it's a much better relationship I think the other thing is that um, we really like to know about the dogs we're feeding because every dog is different like every human is different if you think of your own family and how one person likes this and another person likes that and one person may have a special diet or special needs and we feel the same way about dogs and if you sell through a practice you can't be certain that the right food is being fed to the dog and it's really important from a health point of view and to avoid kind of nutritional deficiency or you know feeding the wrong thing that you know you know the dog's health history so we would always much rather devise a diet plan and really hear everything about the dog, its history, its health history. If you sell through a third party, you can't offer that advice. You're just selling a product and then it might not be the right product and that might not be right for the dog or it might put the person off. So that's, that's really the, the reason why we don't do that. Honeys recognises that the needs of a dog can vary between each individual. It's because of this that they set up something known as their bespoke food service. We're now offering a completely bespoke dog food. I really describe that as a kind of return to our roots. So when I was first uh, making raw dog food for kind of my own dogs and friends and neighbours, absolutely everything was prepared to order. So if Gus didn't like greens or 
Um, Riley wanted rabbit or Coco needed her food slightly cooked, I was able to do that and all, all the ingredients came from my own organic small holding and I was delivering it to customers in their own homes and I was there to answer questions. So Honey's Bespoke is, as I say, really a return to that. The food will be made up to whatever the customer or the customer's vet or our own nutritionists feel is best for the dog. And if it if it needs to be cooked or cooked slightly, we can, we can cook it. We're very lucky we've got... Um, probably I'd say the UK's leading uh, canine nutritionist, um, a vet called Dr. Charlotte Gray, and she's advising us and she's preparing special formulas for any customers who needed any recipes and, and providing extra advice. So we're not expecting to feed more than you know a handful of dogs this way, but we, we see it as a natural extension of the service we offer. And even if you don't go for their bespoke food service, Jonathan is really keen to have a close relationship with his customers and their dogs. We're probably feeding about 6,000 dogs a month. We're still of a size where every single customer has my own private email address. And uh, I'd hate to see us ever get to a, uh, the sort of size where that wouldn't be possible. So any customer can email me. I drive the family mad, but I check emails all weekend in case a customer has some problem or issue or a question. Um, and I also think it's really important with a business that if you're unhappy with the business that you can get to someone who's actually going to do something about it. So sadly, the greatest amount of my correspondence with customers is when their dog dies. And we have our own bit of land in Dorset, um, about an hour from where Honey's HQ is, and we're planting a, a sort of memorial wood there. So we dedicate a tree for each dog that's died. You know, it's a miserable thing. You, it's absolutely awful. It's a, like a fam, you know, it's a family member dying, but often not acknowledged by most of the world. So we really understand it. To close the interview, I asked Jonathan what he would say to someone who hadn't tried raw feeding before and was still a little bit unsure about it. I'd say give it a try. And until you try it, it's really easy to try. It's inexpensive to try. Give it a try. See how your dog gets on with it. And I suppose the second thing I'd say is whether you read our book or someone else's book, do a little bit of research. A narrow tour of research will, should reassure you and should provide you with everything you need in order to start feeding raw. It's so easy. And if you talk to people who've already done it, the benefits are fantastic. And they're almost immediate. You'll see the benefits. So I, I'd say give it a try and, and see for yourself. If you're looking for more information about raw feeding and canine nutrition, then you can download a free copy of the Natural Feeding Handbook from www.honeysrealdogfood.com. <laughs>